Hello, ako si Des Cavilan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Raffler Podcast episode kung saan hihimay natin ang mga may init at mga halagang isyo sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Raffler's Newsbreak, Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na ito, pag-uusapan natin ang sitwasyon sa vaccination rollout sa bansa. Nagsimula na ang COVID-19 vaccination sa general adult population at mga minor edad na may underlying medical conditions. Ang paglawak ng target na populasyon ay isang malaking hakbang patungo sa paglaban sa coronavirus sa bansa natin. Pero kailan ba maaabot ng Pilipinas ang vaccination target nito? Herd immunity lang ba ang dapat na tinatarget natin? Ano-ano pang problema sa vaccine rollout ang dapat aksyonan ng gobyerno? Kasama ko ngayon sa si Sofia Tomacruz, Raptor reporter who covers the coronavirus pandemic para talakayin ang isyong ito sa gabi na to. Hi Sofia, thank you for joining me today. Hi Jades, thanks again for having me. So, start tayo. Ang dami kong tanong, Sofia. Sofia, Uh-oh. pwede mo ba kami bigyan ng update sa vaccination rollout sa Pilipinas? Ano na yung current rate na meron tayo at anong mga brandang available na? Right. So, ano ba? Six months na? Seven months since we started the vaccine rollout noong March 1. So, since then, in terms of people who have been fully vaccinated, mga 20 2% na tayo, hindi pa 2022, 2022% na tayo. Tapos, in terms of first dose, uh, around 25.4%. So, this is of the total population. So, um, siguro may mga ibang figures din na ina-announce ng gobyerno, pero yun yung mga figures of um, those are the vaccine targets according to the target population. So, yung measurement natin talaga is yung buong population ng Philippines. So, 2022% full, sorry, 22% fully vaccinated and 25% na first dose pa lang. Tapos, binanggat mo rin kanina, Jades, um, at this point in the vaccine drive, we've already opened vaccinations to all eligible adults, so the entire adult population. And for um, minors age 12 to 17, nag-umpisa na yung vaccination for those with comorbidities, so yung mga A3. And itong rate at numbers na meron ngayon, are these at par with what the government envisioned when the vaccine rollout began? Were, they, were there any adjustments made? Mm-hmm. Well, um, if we go back to the initial target no, that the government made, gusto nila 70% by the end of 2021. So early in the year, if you remember, confident pa sila noon na parang kaya natin abutin yung 70% by the end of 2021. But here we are. October, three months left, and a few weeks ago, uh, vaccines are Carito Galvez Jr. was saying that, um, you know, computations made the most realistic target we could probably reach by the end of the year is 50%. So that's not um, that's 70%, but um, it's, also, it's also a good number in the sense that, you know, uh, seven months ago, we, we had nobody vaccinated. And so... Um, that still counts for life safe, pero yun nga, it's, it's, we missed the target for uh, 70%, and that's due to a lot of issues. Um, one being supply, so up until, I would say around this month, and around this month, October, no, um, and kind of September as well, uh, more doses started to arrive in the Philippines. We, we have received, I think, 20 million already this month, and that's the largest shipment that we've gotten Um, since we started the vaccine drive, granted that it has increased every single month, but significant. I mean, it's a it's a really significant increase um, over the last two months, and that's good because um, whereas the first few months 
yung main issue talaga supply. Ngayon, um, nakikita natin na yung isang issue, isang malaking issue ngayon sa vaccine drive is really the efficiency of those rollouts. So, um, we're not, going back to your question, Nojades, we're not at par with earlier targets na 70% by the end of 2021. What we could probably reach now is 50%. Um, but uh, if we miss that, I think one target that we will reach is yung target ng WHO to have all countries in the world vaccinate at least 40% of their population with one dose. So, kaya naman natin yung target na yun. That's so many numbers, no? We have 70 at the beginning, now adjusted to 50, and then the WHO wants for at least 40%. Mm-hmm. Can you go back lang siguro a little and remind us, Sophia, ano ba yung factors or or calculations or whatever process that they do to arrive at this target numbers? Mm-hmm. Siguro, uh, I think the big, pinaka baseline, ano ba yung paano nila ginagawa yeah. to? So, um, Yung 70% pala, sorry, thank you for reminding me about that. No? Yung 70%, um, that number didn't come out of nowhere. Uh, early on, officials were calling it, referring to it as herd immunity. Kasi um, akala nila, or at that time, the estimates were, was that 70% of uh, population would need to be vaccinated for you to achieve, quote-unquote, herd immunity. Pero, um, complicated, medyo complicated din yung masapan ng herd immunity. Siguro kailangan pa ng isang podcast para dun. Pero, um, in short, uh, it's where you get to this level um, where protection is afforded to people who can't get vaccinated. No, So, you're able to protect people with lower immunity or um, weakened immune systems and or who can't get vaccinated, um, and the virus isn't really able to spread so much anymore. Um, in other words, uh, you know, the health crisis in, in, a, in is partly alleviated already. But um, so that 70% originally was um, estimated early earlier on in the pan- based on some numbers earlier on the, in the pandemic where COVID-19 was thought to only be able to infect around two to three people. Um, and, but we see that's not the case anymore, no. Um, ever since then, um, especially with the rise of the Delta variant, the highly contagious, the most contagious out of, of all the variants so far, um, variants of concern, the number of people who can get infected has now gone to around five to eight. So, because based on yung, um, what you call the reproduction number, based on, it was based on that, the 70%, now that uh, it's higher, um, the herd immunity threshold or the the number or the number of people that need to be vaccinated also has increased i think it's just important to emphasize na um you know when we speak to experts a lot of them always underscore that it was always an estimate at best because um you really won't know with certainty and i think that's what people really want no in certainty you really won't know with certainty what that threshold is but you have a ballpark you have an idea of you know the targets that you need to reach. Yeah. So correct me correct me if I'm wrong now, pero at the very least forty percent, realistically the target now fifty, pero parang yung uh, ideal seventy. Parang in an ideal scenario na everything goes well. Actually, seventy above. Oh actually yung ideal oh actually yung ideal na ngayon ay ninety percent. Ninety percent ng uh, population. Kasi nga um of a number of factors. One being, like I mentioned earlier, yung Delta variant. Pero may mga ibang factors din, like um, 
the immunity, the how the length of immunity you get from a vaccine, and then the effectiveness of the vaccine as well, um, as, as well as the transmission of the virus. So um, it, there's so many factors to it. No, it's not just the Delta variant. Pero um, the number that a lot of the scientists and experts are talking about now is no longer 70. It's um, around 80 to 90 percent. So um, let's just go with 90. Yeah. For the, so for, for for that's the that's the number that experts always cite would give or might bring a level of um if you want to say comfort yeah to to the situation yes pero it's at the target of the philippines now ang target nila ay 50 percent yeah um yeah. so yung target nila ay 90 percent pero 50 percent sorry daming numbers eh, but yeah. 50 percent by the end of the year tapos yeah. yung 70 percent na initial gusto Nila by um, election season. By elections. Yes. Yes. 90% by the first quarter of 2022. Mm-hmm. So, gusto kong gawin parang uh, mark yung election period so that 70%. Mm-hmm. Gusto ko pag-usapan kasi scenarios with you. I know favorite mo pag, like, last time we talk about scenarios. Gusto mm-hmm. ko yung first, yung scenario na ma-achieve itong target na 70% by election date. Uh, mm-hmm. Siguro, na-achieve natin to. Ano important steps na the government should take to achieve this to ensure na matutupad ang target na to by May 9, 2022. Mm-mm. Well, I think maraming kailangan gawin. First of all, now that supply is no longer really an issue, kailangan na talaga i-improve yung efficiency of the rollout. And I think that there's no, I don't think there's any excuse anymore um, for you to not have figured out by now how you're going to roll out these vaccines. Kasi, Seven months, we're, we're seven months into the vaccine drive already. Granted, some areas haven't been able to get as many doses, so maybe less practice, but there has been ample time for planning. Mm-hmm. And that when we say improve efficiency of rollout, maraming aspeto din yung involved dito. First, I mean, for example, one would be registration. So I there have been a lot of novel efforts by by local governments in the past few months if in the beginning we all started with online registration, nakita na natin na hindi sapat na online lang yung registration. Kailangan may on-site registration. Kailangan siguro sa, sa ibang LGUs may mga house-to-house vaccinations rin for seniors na no, they know where the seniors are and they schedule and they plan um, how to reach all of them. They don't leave it to the seniors to sign themselves up. So, for example registration um there there needs to be by now or there should be efforts on on the way to really expand registration and access to registration that was yung um transportation of the vaccine doses from the hubs to the centers i think recently um see galvez was mentioning that this is one area that they really want to cut down um time that they really want to shorten so if before yung if before yung issue was supply now na nandito na yung mga doses it looks like nahihirapan din yung transportation the effort to transport them from warehouses to vaccine centers where people re- will receive them i think it takes i think galvez mentioned that it takes around 7 to 9 days so it's really long um especially if you want to be able to vaccinate um, here, another number, another target. They want to increase vaccination to 1.5 million doses a day 
but that's way that's I think almost triple what we're at right now, which is around four hundred thousand ball per figure, four hundred over four hundred thousand to five hundred thousand doses. So registration, transportation, and then also the system in vaccine centers itself. You've had your shot, Najdes. I've also been able to get vaccinated already. And when it when we were there, mahaba pa rin yung mga lines sa vaccination center kasi daming stations. So now that more people are even eligible to get vaccinated, there will be more people going to vaccination centers. And um, just the management and, and flow of people is something that can really affect how fast you vaccinate and how many doses you're able to, um, and how many people you're able to vaccinate each day. Um, but I want to, you were talking a lot about targets in Nojades, and we were, we, mentioned, we were mentioning all these these um, goalposts, like 50%, 70%, 90%. But um, I think you note know, that um, aside from all these numbers, isang primary objective of vaccination is to prevent deaths and hospitalization. So kung, um, I, I, don't, I was going to say, if you remember early on in the pandemic, I wouldn't even go as far back as early on in the pandemic. But where we're still at right now, um, hospitalizations deaths. Um, and you know, that's one thing that vaccination, that's one primary objective of vaccination, really, to prevent those deaths from happening. And now that vaccines are available, it's even more important that you know you prevent people from dying. Because if in the beginning there was no vaccine, there was no way to prevent them from dying in a way, now there really is. And so um, I think aside from reaching those goalposts, the 50%, 70%, 90%, um, some target, if you want to call it, yeah, we can call it a target. One target that experts really, really, really want to keep pushing at is vaccinating the elderly, so senior citizens and um, people with comorbidities. Because they're really at risk um, of dying from COVID-19. And that hasn't changed um, since the start of the pandemic, it hasn't changed now that vaccines are out. Actually, um, I think it's even been reinforced more that vaccines are out because, um, for example, ng isang, I think it's a recent study ng CDC, so the Centers for Disease Control in the U.S. Um, that a lot of countries look to for information as well because um, they've established na sila they found that age itself really is a risk factor. So whether or not you're vaccinated, a, a vaccinated person is still more at risk of dying than a younger person who's vaccinated. So um, like I said, uh, it really underscores the effort and the importance of making sure the, the elderly and the comor- people with comorbidities are vaccinated. Because you can talk about 70%, 90%, 50%, pero kung kung may iwan yung mga elderly at may iwan yung mga um, persons with comorbidities, um, you'll still see a lot of pressure on the health system. Kasi ilang yung mga beds lang dito eh. Thousands? And there are millions of them. That's a really long laundry list for the government to achieve yung goalposts na sinet nila. No? Pero yung next kong scenario is hindi natin ma-achieve tong target mm. to by May 2022. Ano yung parang posibleng mangyari that can lead to this bad scenario, ano yung mistakes the government can do na pwedeng masira mm-hmm. lahat ng plans nila moving forward? Mm-hmm. Alam mo, um, well, from 
from what we're seeing now, I think one thing that we haven't paid attention to or one thing that um, officials might need to go to shift their attention to more um, is the issue of vaccine hesitancy. Um, baka akala kasi ng mga ibang tao na parang, na ang dami namang willing um, to be vaccinated. So what vaccine, what vaccine hesitancy are we talking about here? Um, it's the access that people, uh, that is lacking. But now that supplies are arriving, we've seen in other countries that, you know, vaccinations will really start, will really go up, up, up for a while, and then it'll hit a wall. And it, that wall will be people who are not willing to get vaccinated. Um, I don't know, Judas, but may kilala ka ba na hindi pa willing to be vaccinated kahit eligible na sila? Kasi I know, I know a lot. <laughs> yeah. Who still don't want to get vaccinated. Yeah. And, um, you know, so just the very fact that you know people who aren't, who still aren't willing to get vaccinated um, shows you that hesitancy still is an issue that needs to be tackled. And I think that it goes beyond, if in the beginning it was all about brands, um, I think it goes beyond that now. And um, so I think that's one thing that um, might derail the government and derail us from reaching the many targets that we talked about so far. Um, at the same time, um, yeah, I think that's one big issue. Because grant, granted, there are no latest surveys on vaccine hesitancy, but the most recent ones, it's still pretty significant the number of people who don't want to get vaccinated. Yeah, and speaking of vaccine hesitancy, no, what can you say about the government when it handles uh, vaccine hesitancy? Meron bang parang improvement? Kasi as we recall, just last week, narinig natin si President Duterte, sabi niya, tuturo ka ng vaccine yung mga tao habang tulog. I know it's a joke, yeah. pero what does this say about the government's handling of the very real problem of vaccine hesitancy? Kasi of course, the President is... Mm-hmm. The weekly, twice a week na sa harap siya ng maraming tao. Pero yung mga nilalabas yung mga salita about vaccine hesitancy addressing this problem is pero mm-hmm. problematic. What did you say about how the government handles this issue? Alam mo, I don't think they take it seriously. I don't think they might know how serious the issue might be later on. Kasi um, kung, kung napapansin mo yung, situa- yung situation sa ibang countries, it's really the issue that, for exa- let's just look at the US, for example, right? They are swimming in vaccine doses, yet only, well, they definitely haven't reached the, the 90%, for example. Um, and that still puts a huge strain on their healthcare system because there are people who don't want to get vaccinated and it's making life kind of hard for other people um, who are... Um, who are vulnerable to COVID-19, who can't get vaccinated, um, and it puts others at risk, right? Um, but um, I think that the messaging here, for example, President Duterte is saying that he wants to vaccinate people in their sleep, or people, or just the messages so far, for example, of um, officials saying that, um, you know, th- that's why Duterte needs to keep asking people to get vaccinated, um, telling them this is the only way we'll go back to normal. I don't think it really shows a, a full understanding of why people might be hesitant. If you, and and I think it's really hard to get, um, it, there are so many reasons why people are, are hesitant, right? It can be 
um, because they're really anti. It can be that they just have some concerns about safety. Pero um, if you look at the context of the Philippines, it, the biggest concern always is um, a safety. It's always safety concerns. Will I be okay after I get vaccinated? Um, I heard about someone who got sick. I heard about someone who who might have died after getting vaccinated. And you saying that I want to vaccinate you while you're asleep or um, we want, don't don't mind the brand anymore or um, what are other messages that um, it's the only way we're going to go back to normal. That doesn't really address the main concern that people have. So if you have, I want to know if um, there are officials who are having those conversations with people um, who have yet to be vaccinated in communities and you know and learning from that because if they were i think it would reflect in their messaging pero sa ngayon parang hindi pa eh parang ano like from from what i've gathered from the way the president addresses this issue is very very forced like, like very strong man uh, dictator hmm. like tyrant Uh, yeah, oh, uh, arrestohin kayo, hindi kayo, hindi kayo, habang tulog kayo, acting kayo sa bahay. Very similar to the tokhang, no, na pupunta sa bahay, kukunin kayo, pag hindi nyo ginawa yung gusto nila. Pero from what I'm getting from you is, sabi mo kanina, maybe the government should uh, talk to the people on the ground, parang mag-FGD, kung ano yung or, dapat yung, uh, or kahit, kahit kung hindi, kung hindi, kung walang oras, let's say, Um, to talk to everybody on the ground, to talk to the the health workers, the the um health workers in the local health centers, they have so many insights about what people are scared of. Um, and they can already there's also a wealth of experience and information that's already out there based on let's say you measles vaccination programs, um polio programs, polio vaccination programs. So we're not. Again, it's we're not starting from scratch. Let's not think na, oh my gosh, this is such a big task we have to do. Like there's there's already a place to start. So, yeah. Um, if they don't want to talk, if there's no time to talk to people on the ground, no time to do FGD. Although it really is worth the time. Um, talk to your local health workers and ask them what they've learned so far from from the past few months. Yeah. Do you think? What would be the good messaging when it comes to vac- addressing vaccine hesitancy? Do you think one big factor or one big good way to do this is by dispelling the misconception or the disinformation surrounding vaccine vaccine in the Philippines? Because it's been dami dami nung ngayon. No, definitely. Um, I think, like I mentioned not earlier, parang um, there are so many different reasons why people might not want to get vaccinated. Um, so I think that. It's hard to define what would be the correct or best type of messaging, but I think what the what one thing that's really important to do is really to go out there and talk to people because, you know, it's not it's not coming from nowhere. Itong um, approach, for example, yung WHO, um, ito rin yung yung actually it's in their website. Like how to tackle vaccine hesitancy, you need to talk to people. You need to have those conversations and you need to accept for example that it might not be a one-time conversation it's like an ongoing conversation that you need to have and it can take really long but um at the end of the day it's really worth the effort because um for example if i can convince you 
to to do it um somebody who's hesitant maybe that person will go on to convince somebody else um and and interestingly enough for example we already see that happening here because in the philippines and the budget so um uh isang question in the recent surveys was aside from are you willing what are you scared of there was actually one survey um done by pulse asia months ago that asked what would make you change your mind and it's really one thing was re- the biggest thing was really um that seeing other people that they know uh, get vaccinated and them being okay and them um being safe afterwards and them sharing their story na hey look i got vaccinated everything was okay i'm fine um that was one factor that really got people to say okay fine i'll get vaccinated it wasn't um these um it wasn't the kind of messaging that that says like you have to get vaccinated or you can't go out of your house or you have to get vaccinated or I'll vaccinate you in your sleep kind of thing like it's yeah. not the kind of messaging that people respond to yeah so from that issue punta tayo ngayon sa latest developments of vaccine rollout na pag open sa general adult population and children with comorbidity what do we need to know about this Sophia? like siguro tan news you can use tayo ngayon dito What, what do I need to do if I want to avail this vaccination if hindi ako pasok dun sa mga previous priorities? Right. So, um, punta tayo muna sa vaccination of minors with comorbidities, no? Um, well, hindi pa ito available sa outside, well, outside, um, na, the pilot run is still going on in Metro Manila. Um, and the only time that um, it will be available in your LGU is if Um, at least 50% of the elderly population is already vaccinated. So um, at least here in Metro Manila, um, it's only in uh, being run right now in five, sit- in five cities in eight pilot hospitals. But it's going to expand soon to all um, 17 cities in Metro Manila. And there will be at least one hospital in each LGU where minors can get vaccinated. So Um, if you're in an area where vaccinations aren't open yet uh, for 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 the for your child or for somebody you're looking after who's age 12 to 17 with a comorbidity, um, you should check your LGU first if registration is open. And if it is, sign your sign your child up. Um, and if it's not, just keep monitoring um, for when it's going to be able to uh, open. And Um, for vaccination of uh, adults in the general population, if at first you didn't um, fall into A1, 2, 3, 4, or 5, now's your chance to go get vaccinated and now's your chance to sign up and get your shot. Um, Rapper also has a really extensive list of um, guides and um, and uh, explainers on what 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 you can expect in the vaccination um center and what you need to bring so perhaps you can also share that again later on yeah and then siguro my uh second to the last question is ano yung parang things na you think remaining pa rin problema given that we're almost seven months into this rollout mm-hmm. ano yung parang persistent issue na nakikita mo on the ground and how can the government address this? Siguro, at least yung, hindi naman yung sobrang like, the vaccine hesitancy, pero yung something na, alam mo naman na pwede siyang maayos in just one flick of a finger or uh, maayos but just by putting attention to it, pero hindi ginagawa ng government. May nakikita ka bang ganong issue? 
Um, yeah, I think for example, uh, now that for now na, now that there are more people who are allowed to get vaccinated, you um children with comorbidities, uh, 12 to 17 years old only, sorry, and um the rest of the general adult population. I think that um aside from putting up priority lanes in these centers for uh, priority groups A1 to 5, there needs to be a more concerted effort to get seniors vaccinated and to get persons with comorbidities vaccinated. Because I think right now, um, we're only around, I think, if I'm not mistaken, we're only a little over 4 million, maybe almost 5 million um, seniors fully vaccinated. So um, there's still around 3 million who haven't been, um, and even more for persons with comorbidities. And again, Going back to um, vaccinations and it alleviating and it preventing deaths and hospitalizations, there's still millions out there who aren't vaccinated. And if you're thinking about, you know, a sense of normalcy and a sense of, um, um, you know, the crisis being less of a big crisis as it is now, it's still we're still not in the clear yet. Um, and then what I mentioned earlier, you hesitancy, whether or not um, you I. It would be good to see um, more conscious effort to um, respond to the fears that people have and the apprehensions they may be having about vaccination, all the more because our targets have also increased, right? So, hindi na 50%, 70%, pero 90% yung target natin. And let's just say at least 90% because um, there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing stopping that target from moving further up. Um, the virus could still evolve um and you know it's always better to aim for higher for for a higher vaccine coverage and it's really not impossible to reach that but if we don't address um the hesitancy it will it will almost be impossible to reach that even if you have you know all the vaccines in the world if people aren't being willing aren't willing to get vaccinated you won't reach the 90% and um if you if you try to vaccinate all the willing, um, and you don't make an effort to really make sure that your elderly and your comor and your people with comorbidities are protected, then it will be the same situation that we see right now. Um, hospitals being overwhelmed, there not being enough beds, um, the crisis still being a crisis. And um, aside from that, the improving the efficiency of the rollouts, right? So like we mentioned earlier, um, are all people are the are all people part of the indigenous population na a5 group registered already um if they're just waiting for their shot then okay but if they're not even registered yet then maybe we, then maybe um it's it's good for for lgus to look at how to register how to get all of them registered at least all those who are willing and um i think one interesting thing that we will be watching in the next few months is vaccine mandate. So na mentioned in ni um Secretary Galvez yeah, okay, mm -hmm. yeah, last night that the business, the private sector is very much interested in seeing in implementing vaccine mandates, which um we've seen in other countries to be very helpful in increasing vaccination coverage. They're not everything, but they're really very helpful. So for example, you can't go into certain establishments unless you get vaccinated. Um, certain workplaces um, will need to, can institute vaccine mandates to get their employees vaccinated. Um, 
government, for example, can also institute that to make sure that workers in government um, are protected. So all of that put together, like mandates in all these different places, mm. could also be something that increases the vaccine coverage um, in the next few months. Yeah. Pero, like, balik tayo sa pag-wide, pag-widen ng vax mm. coverage, no? How crucial or big itong decision na i-open siya sa general adult population? Like, is this a big step considering the place, the situation that we are in now? I think it's a big step kasi, um, you know, for for the longest, this is, well, one thing, this is what um, people have been wanting for, for the longest time, um, to to be eligible to get vaccinated. So it's a big thing that COVID vaccinations are now open for everybody um, in the adult population because there's nothing, there's nothing, there's basically nothing stopping you anymore from getting vaccinated if you're not, if you don't have a medical condition um, that, that, that prevents you from doing so. So it will really see our numbers increase in the next few months. Um, they started vaccinating, we started vaccinating um, people in the adult population, the general adult population just earlier this month, I think two weeks ago, October 7. And already, I think over 200,000 um, people have been fully vaccinated in that group. So um, just imagine, yeah, nearly over 200,000 and nearly 800,000 have gotten their first dose. So, you know, that's a million people who who, who may be fully vaccinated um, in a matter of days already. And that's really going to help reach our targets. And it's really going to help us um, increase our vaccine vaccination coverage. But then again, um, that can't that really can't come at the expense of um, making sure that you reach your senior citizens and your persons with comorbidities because they can't get left behind at the expense of um, reaching that number. Yeah. And for my last question, medyo baka pessimistic note to end to. As someone who covered the pandemic since uh, like the first few months, someone who's been deep in what's happening now, what worries you right now, Sophia? <laughs> it comes to the vaccine rollout, the targets that we have, and the situation that we have now. Now, if you put it everything mm-hmm. in context, what's worrying you about our situation and the foreseeable future when it comes to the pandemic in the Philippines? Mm-hmm. I think what's worrisome is that, well, let's acknowledge now where we are right now. We're, we're at the point where cases have um, been decreasing, which is uh, which brings a little room to breathe. Because, um, well, for one, for for our hospitals and our health systems, they've they've seen um, the most number of hospitalizations that they've that they've had in the past in the whole pandemic in, in just the past few months. So, um, I think that uh, yeah, we're at the place right now where we have room to improve. So, what worries me is that we waste another opportunity again of this cycle already that we're in to improve and change what's going to happen in the next few months. Um, otherwise, we might just see a repeat of the whole thing. Um, another surge in a few months. Um, our health systems stretched even more thin in the next few months because we didn't take uh, the opportunity that we have right now to improve um, not just our health systems, but really everything else, um, access to testing. I think earlier in the year, um, middle of this year, around June, July, uh, we made an effort to to um, speak to a lot of experts about what they wanted to see the, the government um, do in the next few months. 
um, up until June next year. So a one-year time span. And we really emphasize um, doable actions. So improving ventilation in um, public spaces, in malls, in all these places. Um, it, it was a long, it was a long list, 10, 10 um, items, but all doable. So I think one thing that worries me is that we, again, we waste this opportunity to um, check some of those items off. And um, it's, I think that one thing that worries me is that um, it's, the, the pandemic really isn't over yet. Um, vaccine, vaccines are here and more people are getting vaccinated every day and that's good. But um, like all experts have said and repeated in the past few months, because I think it's worth repeating really, is that, you know, um, you really, it's also a race against time already. Like things need to happen quickly. Transmission needs to be cut quickly. Vaccinations need to go up quickly because the virus is still here and it's still spreading. And as long as it's still spreading, it can mutate and it can evolve into um, a more dangerous form. And we already saw what Delta has brought to not just the Philippines, but the rest of the world. Um, not to be, not to scare anybody or anything, but um, yeah, experts have said just in the last few days, there's still a lot of potential for the, for the virus to keep evolving. And there's a lot of what they call evolutionary. There's a lot of space for the virus to keep um evolving and evolving and you don't want to give it that chance to evolve into something more dangerous than delta because then i don't know let's not contemplate the situation even let's not go there yet <laughs> na, na retrospect ka sa tanong ko na yun no? na, mm-hmm. na pa, you, you gave us like a hard punch of reality na even mm-hmm. if like like for example cinemas are opening na pa lower yeah, your the alert are so crucial yeah. So, yeah. thank you so much, Sophia, for joining me today. And dami-daming ko nalaman today, especially dun sa moving goalposts natin and bakit hindi lang dapat tingnan-tingnan na natin yung mga mga uh, capacity at ng mga hospital mm-hmm. and then yung numbers and deaths kasi kailangan din sila mapabawas para hindi mag-collapse yung health system natin. So, for our viewers, kung gusto nyo sumali sa discussion na to or other issues in the Philippines, pwede kayo sumali sa Facebook group ng Rappler. Rappler room siya, ara sa Facebook siya. Kung gusto nyo naman na pumunta sa discussion na election-related, pwede kayo sumali sa PH Vote sa Facebook. Nasa Facebook group siya sa Facebook. And, ayun, thank you so much, Sophia, for joining me today and for explaining all these things to me, to our viewers. And I'm sure, sabi mo kanina, Ibang episode yung herd immunity sobrang haba niya. And yeah. I make sure to ask you to come back again in the next week, especially if we want to to reassess what's happening now. Lalo na papasok na yung holiday season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Rudez, for having me. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rapper News Race sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. Kung gusto mo ng access to social content and events, pwede ka sumali sa Rapper Plus. Kung meron ka namang gusto na topic that you think we should discuss in our podcast, pwede kang mag-email sa investigative at trapro.com. Again, I'm Jules Gavilan, and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. If you enjoyed this podcast, help us continue to do what we do by contributing to Rappler. You can support us by making a donation of any amount through rplr.co slash support Rappler.
That's rplr.co slash support Rappler. Or click on the link in the description. Your donation directly supports fearless, independent journalism in the Philippines.